an alumni of nid ahmedabad dadi has been relentlessly working in the field of puppet theater for more than 3 decades though he formed the ishara theater puppet theater trust 30 years ago his association with puppet theater dates back to 1967 the padma shri awardee who is credited with giving modern twist to puppetry with incorporating life size puppets music in his shows feels that puppetry is no more bound to children and is the thing to institute institutionalize the craft so thank you dadi sir for giving us your time and it's a real real honor to have you on audio gang yeah. uh, so i've come up with two broad topics and if i can probably produce two episodes from this conversation uh, let's see so the first thing is obviously about knowing uh, puppetry as an art form and to this i have few questions uh, so can you start us by telling us like a brief history of puppetry in india or asia for that matter No I'm sorry I'm not a historian so I no, cannot tell you No but just broad because of your uh, it's very difficult to pinpoint because uh, every country is very chauvinistic India will say we are the oldest ones 2500 China says that somebody else says that but the German official uh, I forget his name he mentions that possibly India is the birthplace of puppetry but there's no proof on this because when you look at uh, civilizations and when you see what is available or if there is some document because everything is ephemeral in puppetry mm-hmm. uh, there are many ancient civilizations that have had moving figures mm-hmm. so i can't i cannot say that exactly this is the history of puppetry and it's too wide it's correct, for the whole yeah. world yeah. yeah i have to correct you sna award was 93 Oh, 93. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, cool. So historically, at least for for me as a layman, because I am a designer by profession, right. but I am very new to this art form. So, but from my perception, it has always been for children, right? So, can you tell us why was that? Uh, it is uh, well, uh, the, traditionally in India also it was never for children. Okay. The traditional puppet performances or groups, which are in seven or eight different states in India existing, have either folklore or gathas. Otherwise, it is epics or it is uh, the Ramayana, Mahabharat, and they were all community viewing, children and adults originally. The whole idea of it being only for children, which it is good for children, but the, that it is more for children, came. in the erstwhile sort of uh, east block countries where they had very big children's puppet theaters and so in the 50s after the war 40s 50s you know puppetry is good for children this that and the other and that has filtered down but today all over the world there is children's theater puppet theater as well as there is puppet theater for family or even just puppet theater for adults so uh, you know but generally this thing about people okay, that is good small figures puppets sweet characters of a children is no longer the same because the different artists this is designers work in their own way our ishara puppet theater also performances are mostly for family children and adults mm-hmm. so it depends on how 
the, what the production, how it's made and who it's focused for. If you make something specifically for children, yes, it is for children's audience or you would say suitable from this age onwards or something like that. But it it's not just for children anymore. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, cool. In one of your interviews online, uh, as in articles online, I read that uh, puppetry is gradually becoming a potent tool to address social issues. Uh, it's not for kids or entertainment. So can you elaborate on that? Like, what are the instances uh, Ishara uh, have done or other places where this form has been utilized or uh, has helped to communicate social issues? Uh, puppetry has always had a comment in it. Even in traditional puppetry, in the epics or whatever, there's always been some way where some two or three characters, uh, uh, Kilikiata, the clown or the barber or whatever, has connected the epics to present day okay. in some way or the other. So, there's always been some subtle thing. The, many of the theatres, puppet theatres in India now have two maybe streams. One is educational work and one is performance or just artistic work. And uh, a lot of the social issues come in this educational work, whether it's teaching through puppetry or it is working uh, awareness programs. I can speak about our Ishara Puppet Theatre Trust because we had a very strong uh, period at least a four-year period, uh, mid uh, sort of 2004-5-6, where uh, we were dealing with, it was a UNESCO and EU grant to work with a marginalized group and it was Salam Balak Trust children, seven or eight who were just graduating or coming out of that uh, uh, shelter, 18-year-old, who are today are our puppeteers in India, many of them, the new puppeteers. And the we had worked, the project was on HIV awareness for two years, and then the next two years was on substance addiction abuse. Mm -hmm. So, uh, the idea or the challenge was how to make the medium and the message meet, because there's a very serious subject, you know, 15-20 minute street shows, you want people to see them, stand and see, how do you put the message across. And so, Using, for us, puppetry has never been um, ends in itself. Puppets are be all and all. So we mix actors, puppets, masks, objects to tell the story. And that is how many of our three or four productions on HIV awareness, discrimination, substance abuse, things like that were done. Mm -hmm. No, but in the sense, uh, there are different ways in which these causes or these thoughts are reaching to audience, right? Like there's theatre, there's cinema, there's yes. uh, plays happening, there's right. uh, TV serials. So why or is there any particular advantage which Puppet has as an art form? Sometimes it does. I can say in the social or cultural context, certain things are very sensitive, especially in uh, uh, talking about HIV, about same sex, about uh, safe sex, about this, about that. And that if a actor does it, it is very subjective because the audience is flesh and blood, the actor is also flesh and blood. The puppet is like for us an objective theatre of form, so it's a little, uh, like it is real but it's not. And so you don't, the sensitivity of that or surqueasiness sometimes goes away in our cultural context, you can say, oh, in Southeast Asia and these countries. So that's why you can say certain things through puppetry which may not be necessarily be possible through a, a human actor. But when you mix human actors and puppetry and all, then you have an advantage of doing many other things as well. Mm -hmm. so the messenger important. becomes opaque sort it of It becomes thing. opaque, but it has become stronger in some ways, I would say also. 
in the sense that it's difficult to explain until you have a demonstration and you show the person because they're a live actor and are a puppet. Mm. And if they're doing the same thing, where does your focus of the audience go to? Will it go to the puppet or will it go to the live actor? Very often it will go to the puppet because it is an inanimate thing which is given life, which is moving. You know it is not uh, real. You know that somebody else is moving it. Yet there is some intrigue to watch that if it's done well, if this puppet is moved well. And this is the power of the puppet that if uh, you know it it it's if it's done well it sometimes draws the audience to watching it mm. and then you can say certain things like you have a cartoon or a, a political cartoon or caricature mm. you know the same thing if it's done with live actors will be very different from from the two dimensional thing so there is that difference that is how wow. it is wow that's that's yeah. fascinating yeah. uh so what all different types of uh, puppets have been explored uh, like string based hand based can you give some uh, brief idea are, for a uh, there are basically all over the world three or four techniques one is string puppets which are worked from above glove puppets worn on the hand rod puppets which are worked from below or from behind and then there are shadow puppets which are placed on a screen and there's a light and the audience watches it on the other side okay. a light passes through it's the color or it's opaque material besides that there are many other mix and matches i mean muppets for instance the muppet show or sesame street the ones the world's famous learning program, preschool, those uses hand and mouth puppets. That's why it became Muppets. Mm. Uh, what you see sometimes in present day television shows in India, India TV, Gustakimov, the political set, those are really Muppets, but they are not for children. They're, they're made from uh, um, latex, they're made from a sort of a puff uh, foam thing, and your hand is inside the mouth, and there's somebody else with the hands and arms in the puppet's arms. These are the techniques specially made for television because it's speaking, speaking and things like that. Mm. So puppets are made for TV, puppets are made specifically separately for the stage. It depends, open air parades will be different, materials would be different, so that how you do it. Wow, wow. Uh, obviously, given the short time you have uh, uh, in the first section, which I wanted to ask about knowing the background just to uh, warm up the traditionally, how long does a puppetry show last? Is there any time frame good, like a perfect time? I don't like I'm really sorry if these are slightly basic questions. But yeah, uh, which type of people are involved in a performance, right? Because uh, what I have seen, there's an actor, writer, director. Uh, are there any more people? What is the show like? It's just a broad Well, when you said traditionally how long, in the traditional performances, the epics used to last the whole night. And sometimes nine and ten days a night performances. Wow. Mm -hmm. Today, audiences are weaned in even in their areas in the interior and uh, edited shows are smaller or ritually they have to do the full performance but there are very few who are watching it. Yeah. So, it depends on that. Most modern puppeteers today are using between 45 minutes to an hour length of a show. I, I'm sure if there's a very good, strong show, it could go longer. But most of our performances at Ishara also rushed about 45, 50 minutes, maximum 60. And uh, a lot of things are involved because um, uh, plastic arts, for instance, actor uses his own body and his own voice, but puppets, you have to make the puppets, design, stitching, color, uh, after you made it, then the uh, manipulation, movement, then uh, voice may be different or voice of the puppeteer itself. Uh, 
So it's different like the performance which is happening right now tomorrow here um, when land becomes water it is actors, puppets, dance and there's a live orchestra involved that's how it's happening. Mm -hmm. So come and see the rehearsal tomorrow 12 at 11 noon as you said if you're free come and see it. Sure, it's sure, a very sure. different experience. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it, many people are involved and then Today, lights, sound, all that comes into the thing, technical stuff comes in. Well, is it could be simple with one light or one puppet and it can be open air or it can, it depends on how you want to use it. What is this performance? Not all performances are same. Mm. But are there production houses who are like uh, putting in money for better sets, better production no, costs? No, not as yet. Not, as yet. not that we see that. Yeah. Uh, very rare film, some films have used puppets or some things. Uh, NCPA has produced these uh, in the 50th anniversary, this story that we're doing on the flood, the three mm -hmm. stories, uh, one Noah's Ark, which everyone knows is a Gilgamesh from Mesopotamia, mythology, and Manu from India. The three similar stories from different parts of the world on the flood. Flood comes, destroys everyone, so there's a certain uh, ones who are into a boat and they survive and they regenerate. So how do we put these three stories together, similar? So that's what we've taken visually from different stories, linked them with the narrator who she is also a dancer, so there's movement involved. And the most exciting thing is there's an 18-piece symphony orchestra playing music specially composed for it wow. with lights, with some animation. And it comes from Neeta Premchand's books, uh, Storyteller in a Bag of Myths. She works with handmade paper. So she did all her illustrations in the book with crushed paper. That's where it started from. And then it's gone on to much more. And it started from children's books. It's no longer a children's performance today. Yeah. So it depends on each director, how they want to use things, how they want to present. It depends on that. Yeah. I wish I could have made this episode live today itself so that people can listen and come tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, uh, so the second part which I wanted to ask you is about more about the artistic nuances about puppetry. Uh, so if you can tell me who's a puppeteer actually, like because you said there are too many people involved, right? So who's that? Is that a director? Is that the story writer? Is it the actual person who moves things around and what does he do? There are two things here as well. One is the traditional puppet theatre, which is gen generational or family oriented. So the person grows up in that family doing or seeing that right from childhood. And so they are trained in that technique and that storytelling. Today, even that is changing because the younger people of those families are wanting to do newer things and use newer material. Mm -hmm. The modern puppeteers, which are more urban-based, are not limited by a certain style or a story. So their themes are different. And their issues or their look or the way they use puppets will come from their experience, mostly design, theatre, over people, things. I would say for me, my thing comes more puppetry as a hobby than the National Institute of Design. So there's a lot of design input in my productions, color, form, material, things like that, and then a visual appeal to it. So it depends on, we don't have schools of puppetry training pro schools, otherwise you have three and four year programs in universities where there is puppetry in some countries. UNIMA India, which is the World Puppets Body's national chapter in India, started a foundation course. They did 
a three-month course recently in Delhi when there were about 12 people from different parts of India who came and stayed full-time and had a course where they were introduced to dramaturgy, direction, plastic arts, drawing, sculpting, things like that, and then making a production. Right now, there's one of the... In and afterwards, they have to do a six-month internship. It's the first trial. One of them is part of this performance we are doing tomorrow as well. So, we're trying to see how it is possible or is it needed to have a full-time puppet school in India or training? And is there a, are there people to take it on? Mm -hmm. uh, maybe soon uh, the local Amandal, one of the oldest puppet steady institutions, which was in uh, Udaipur by Devilal Samar, had sort of gone into a certain uh, way. And now it's being totally regenerated, a new building, a museum. And hopefully we might have a fixed course there workshop courses or you know introduction we have to see how it will happen so that is there there is a lot of interest by younger traditional puppeteers who want to use new material new stories and sometimes they find themselves limited because they are they are i wouldn't say stuck but they are grown up in a certain style or form to break away from that and to create something new which they think is modern uh, it needs also study, it needs a language, how to do a modern thing as well. So what is modern for them might not be modern for you or me when it comes to a city. So there are many layers here and uh, let's see how it works. It's mm -hmm. One thing will lead to another hopefully. Sure, sure. Uh, so at Pune Design Festival, uh, I saw a small performance of yours and uh, in which uh, you brought, I think, shoes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so what all... What all can be used for puppetry? Anything for that matter? or See, it depends. Uh, figurative puppetry is, of course, these puppetry which people know, but object theatre or animation, uh, object animation. Mm. And uh, this is uh, using different objects and moving them or manipulating them to give life becomes a puppet, inanimate, animate sort of mm. thing. Mm. And these were exercises and those were demonstrations that... What is the essence of puppetry? It's not just what you see at the end, the beautiful big puppets designed or human being or animals or traditional forms. You can even take simple objects, move them and for those few minutes you can communicate through them without much decoration or embellishment also. So then you leave a lot to the audience as well who's watching. You don't spoon feed them. But mm. if it's worked well, then that movement or that object will connect with the experience of the observer, of the audience. So mm. the story is told, as I say, that we take few steps towards the audience, they take few steps towards the performance and that is when it comes alive. It's not one way. Mm -hmm. Very, very interesting. So on the same lines, I want to ask you, is there, uh, so I'm sure like every artist, even for, from music to like painting, anything for that matter, tries to bring in realism in their work to see as much as you can make it feel very real. So, any particular ingredient or ingredients to make puppet look very real? Oh yeah, there are very new sort of, how you say, realism theatre, puppet theatres in the world, which are so real that it it's very unnerving when you see these figures moving and you sort of, you feel strange because it's almost real. The, mm. the quality of making the puppet or the movement. So, but yet there is a certain macabre feel to it which attracts you. So, I'm not in that in that uh, thing that for me it's more stylized. My work is more stylized is, uh, and how, how do you say, suggestive. 
this this form which is come in europe i'm seeing with latex with finishes of the puppet which are so real that i i do not know i have not been able to uh, decipher what is the reason for that or why but it still attracts and it does fabulous performances because if why not have the real actor doing it but yet it's still not real it's unreal the object you know and that is what is still making it something interesting mm-hmm. so so appearance is one movement is one anything else movement is the most important part and how so you I'm, move I'm it like, and, and making sound voice character color all these things come into okay. the form so it's i would say for any performing art that mm-hmm. would be important there is a language of puppetry of how you use puppetry the techniques things that that is not just making a figure and moving or shaking it mm-hmm. yeah so as you mentioned that your style is slightly suggestive so uh, at least from my experience like puppet look uh, in general has got a distinct style of the artist or uh, i don't know you can elaborate more on that but uh, is there any particular thought reason behind going down a particular style or it could be experimental as well continuously no there is a thought because if you see traditional puppet theater the style comes from the region if it's from andhra pradesh shadow puppets or is a string puppet from rajasthan is very particular mm. how it is today maybe it is getting a little mixed because of monoculture and television so the concept for a traditional artist of beauty or what looks nice comes from the film mm. so it becomes one uh, otherwise there's a very distinct style very distinct use of color the same will happen with modern puppets and that is where the design maybe element comes in each artist will there will be a certain look of that puppet or something that is you know connected to that designer or the director in 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 many countries the puppet maker is different the puppeteers are different this is that this is that here in india we are doing out all ourselves so um, uh, even though in traditional puppeteers puppet makers sometimes are different from the puppeteers but mm-hmm. slowly that is going so your puppets which you design or the way it's that doesn't mean that 10 performances i do all the puppets look similar mm. but there is a difference on the design the look of the puppet or what the story demands how you would design that you know why why you shadow puppets for this story or why you use rod puppets for this that also depends because each puppet technique can do certain things mm-hmm. which maybe uh, are beneficial to that story telling form or to what you were trying to say if it's humor or farce or it's serious or it's melodrama it will be different types of puppets you will use mm-hmm. so uh, different techniques also would be used i think this is like a never ending chat and we can just because this is frankly very new to me very fascinating and i wish through this program like a lot of people get at least aware uh, i can't say like how many but yeah to a certain extent whatever if you know that contribute. yesterday was world puppet day wow yeah Actually. 21st of march you nema as of now still am the president of the world puppet body and in 2003 it started the first world puppet day was on equinox day uh, 21st of march and so all over the world it celebrated a, a puppet day people do different things you nema now the world puppet body if you go to their site unema.org you will see the things that uh, each each year a, a, a personality is asked to write a message This year they asked me to write as Unema president because Unema is celebrating its 90th anniversary the world puppet section today and they're also got almost 90 national chapters 
so uh, there's going to be a whole year of things of exhibitions of, uh, of archival material from different countries but also this week becomes world performing week now with one logo because i think 20th is asitesh which is the children's theater there 21st is world puppet day iti international theater institute has something in the next few days so then sort of they said one week which has different performing arts week they called it they try to make that and slowly world puppet day is growing everywhere little little pockets people are making things celebrating they are trying to propagate or make it popular in their own places things like that are happening yeah so uh, dadi sir i would like to just conclude with one last question which is a slightly cliche but let's like there what's the future of uh, puppetry like with respect to stories techniques factor or anything for that matter like i think you have to make your own future this is very difficult very often everyone you didn't ask me is it a dying art because most people say that, which is pos- it is in some ways true in the sense it's not i wouldn't say dying but the audience is waning as the pu- traditional puppeteer puran bhat says puppetry isn't dead the audiences are dying mm. so uh, why is that happening because there is lots of other media where you have to make your puppets more interesting or production quality or well work the puppets so well that you have hold your audience and i think there is a there are people younger people interested right now and there is a slight renaissance a regeneration i wouldn't say in big terms but there is a lot of interest that is happening ishara runs an international the annual international puppet festival it's gone for 17 years now we just finished our 17th one in february in delhi right delhi yeah we can't go further out very much it used to come to mumbai because earlier ncpa used to collaborate some shows every year go to chandigarh chandigarh administration takes us parallel four five day festival but we still need collaborators all over in india where they can take groups otherwise it's very difficult and foreign already for 2020 groups from abroad are applying Mm-hmm. and there some of them coming on their own to india to perform some of them get help with their cultural centers ministries but many of them want to come and perform in this festival it has grown and in that has created some platform in the sense that there has been some sort of interest uh, of different styles of puppetry have come into this uh, festival good bad there is production qualities there is artistic things and so people's awareness is growing but again as you say it's in delhi mm-hmm. limited is not much and i wish it could go better because already groups come all the way to india mm-hmm. and this year we had a f- very good festival i would say most of the groups had each of them had very very special uh, techniques and storytelling ways which are doing yeah yeah i went through like a lot of articles of you online and obviously everyone has asked this why is it not dying uh, why is it dying or is it dying even huh. but uh, from what i understood is at least cinema is what 125 years old and it's we can say it's just in its infancy but uh, puppetry dates back for like Older. thousands of years yeah and so, so it's a classical art form which i think will never no doubt about it yeah. india is maybe the only country also whatever we say the academy sangeet natak academy puppetry is accepted and the president gives an award each year to a puppeteer traditional mm-hmm. or modern and they've got the yuva award bismillah khan award which goes to a younger puppeteer under the age of 30 and above so that is interesting because there are many i'm sure there are awards all over in countries but every year the, in in the whole gamut of artists brands music theater da, 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 focus there is a puppeteer who gets 
an award mm. given by the president of India. Mm. Yeah. So this is special for the puppeteer yeah, when that happens. Sure. In fact, I, when I met Ashish Deshpande, who had organized the PDF, he said, uh, you're the first designer in India who, to won a Padma Shri, right? Because Not like, true. No, no, a designer, design. as in like from coming from an NID kind of a school ah. and like design Padma Shri, I don't know how does yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah maybe. So, I so don't know. That happened. I don't know. I didn't even believe it also myself when I got a call that up accept career this is what is there. They call you a night before it's released. So, I don't know. It happened. Yeah, it is in 2011, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, as of now, I think this is two puppeteers. One is Suresh Datta from Calcutta, who's pretty old now. Myself, I don't know if there are any other puppeteers who have still got uh, the Padma Shri. I'm mm -hmm. not sure. Mm -hmm. I I wish there would be because, yeah. <laughs> it, well, for those few days you get all uh, happy, but afterwards. I don't know if it means anything, but if it goes and if it can goes to traditional puppeteers, it means a lot because uh, to give them that platform, even the SNA award, when the president gives the award, the, it is special for the, the artist that is, their work is being recognized. And the artists, traditional puppeteers need more platforms for performance because mm -hmm. otherwise they do they go I think to that will be the biggest if that is the thing if that happens they know that they have to keep creating and make their work better for the mm -hmm. audience here they're waiting for a show this would come that will come and the audience even in the village is very discerning now if it's a not a nice show they don't want to see it mm -hmm. they'll see it for some time and move away so that is, times have changed and just because something is traditional doesn't mean it's still of a certain quality. There are very good traditional artists in any form. And then there are some who are just surviving. And they all have to look inwards to see how they can make their, the quality of their work without maybe changing it. Change is definite. There is nothing constant, which is true, which is through the years. Change is happening very fast today. But if that change can be qualitative in production, uh, making of puppet manipulation, the audience is there to see a traditional show as well. Mm -hmm. We can't say that they don't want to see it. Sure. That's what I have found. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. I think uh, this is not a good to note to end because I want to know more and know more things. But given the time you have given for this, it's, it's great. Yeah, okay. I'm okay. It's yeah. not problem. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, so thank you, sir, for giving us your time, and it so was well, lovely sir. talking to you. And that's it from today's Gyan session. Catch us on iTunes, Savan, Stitcher or any podcasting app you use. Do rate us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Stay tuned for more Gyan on audiogyan.com. Till then, bye. Hello! It's been a great week on the IBM Podcast Network. On This Round is On Me, Gauri is joined by Shweta Nanda. They talk about the financial independence and how it is to be a woman entrepreneur. On Anish Thing, Anish welcomes ultra-marathon runner Shivani Gharat. Shivani shares her journey of how she ran her first marathon, the mindset of a runner, and what it actually takes to run a full marathon. On Cock and Bull, Cyrus, Naveen, Akash and Shreyas talk about the Korean band BTS serving in the military and its repercussions. On Think Fast, Varun and Suchita discuss Wing Greens and their latest acquisitions and about the Indian sexual wellness market. And on Shuni One, Sheila Datya is joined by Dinika Bhatia, CEO and founder of Nati Gritties. They talk about coming from a business family and Dinika's journey in creating healthy and guilt-free snacking. 
Once again, don't forget to visit our merch store on ivmpodcast.com. We have some exciting new merch out there for you. Also, do follow us on social media. We are IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And do remember to spread the word about these shows and any other shows you might be listening to. Appreciate them, rate them, and review them wherever you are listening to them. You can also check out all our other shows on YouTube.com/slash/IVMPodcasts. And finally, we would like to thank our sponsors this week: Volvo XC40 Recharge, Bumble, Heads Up for Tails, Kotak Privy League Program, and HDFC Mutual Fund. Thanks, guys. Without you, this would not be possible. Do you often find yourself surrounded by conversations about Web3, blockchain, NFTs, DAOs? What are these terms and how do they affect our future on the internet? So many questions, but don't worry, we've got answers to all your questions. Hi, I'm Eklavya Bhattacharya and on our show Future Proofing, we try to decode the impact of these future technologies on various industries with experts and tech enthusiasts. Tune into new episodes coming out every Thursday on the IVM Podcast app and the website, or wherever you get your podcasts from.